I just returned from observing from a very safe distance. Thank God for technology and zoom lenses. But I was able to capture, I was with my husband too, who was capturing video, photo, various content, because we thought it was important for if you're able to witness this type of history and you can do it from a safe distance, that it's something that we wanted to see for our own eyes. It's easy when you see images being portrayed from anywhere to have it be skewed in one way or another, but when you've seen it with your own eyes, there's an element of truth to that that nobody can try and sway when you've seen it with your own eyes. For example, I mean, obviously we didn't have contact with the bulk of the protests that looked very peaceful from our perspective, but we weren't in uh, Brooklyn at the Barclays Center where the planned protest at 7 p.m. happened. We saw the tail end of it as they were marching on several bridges and ended up being only a few streets from where we reside. So that was an experience to see for ourselves so that we don't have to buy into any corporate-sponsored tales of protest, looting, and civil unrest, anarchy. We didn't see any of that. We saw people with signs who were hurting, who were upset, and feel like taking to the streets is their only recourse to just let out their frustration, to let out their disappointment, to let out plethora of emotions. But what I saw was a unified people coming together as one and demanding change and hopefully from this that it's not just going to be a one-step protest meaning that it just begins and ends into the streets that this is just the beginning of a fueled community and unity and not just here in New York there were these same types of gatherings all over the country and the news from Kentucky from Louisville Kentucky just broke early today that none of the officers involved in that state-sanctioned killing of an innocent individual and also the endangerment of everyone in that apartment complex. I know that only one of the officers received charges for endangering what I believe was Breonna Taylor's next-door neighbor, the next apartment over, there was a pregnant woman with another child at home, bullets coming through 
there and injuring her. So this reckless endangerment or wanton abandonment or whatever these ridiculous terms that this uh, flawed and very corrupt legal system tried to adhere to this whole situation was just nonsensical and just downright it's it's a type of evil i i just think of uh i I was either i was gonna say savagery and then i remembered like uh regardless of what you think of nick cannon and, and whatever association you have with him or feelings you have towards him but he was fired from a very long relationship with Viacom CBS over some remarks that he made on his podcast talking about the savagery of systemic racism, imperialism, and just physical terror and the toll that that takes on humanity as a whole, not just the group of people that are being targeted for oppression. And there is nothing else but to describe it as savage. Like, this is savage. What he was talking about, the whole uh, historical, racial historical context and the savagery that has been perpetrated among not just people of color, but people of African descent in particular. And so for him to call that savage, that's exactly on the money. What? 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 Exactly on the money because it's it's barbaric. It's just it's inhumane to not have any level of accountability for this woman. She did not deserve she did not deserve to be preyed upon and for her just life to be taken from her so brutally for someone who was in a profession of service for someone who according to her family members was not just a loving and kind and sweet person and that they are of course devastated that they don't have this person in their lives anymore and they were taken so tragically from them so deliberately like this did not have to happen this looks like some shoddy police work and just laziness and just patheticness when you look at just everything that has been released to the public pertaining to this case, the job that journalists have done doing their own investigation, what they've turned out versus what uh, the city of Louisville and this attorney general and what he had to say today was just pathetic. And my heart just, it just sank. Not that I'm surprised that that was... (laughs) how it turned out it wasn't a shock it was just a hurt because it just emphasized the invisibility of this individual and that is wrong and in this invisibility within our legal structure 
of these people and and we have to put humanity back into it this is almost dehumanizing so much in the culture that it makes it easy to discredit easy to discard easy to be made invisible and that's a problem because we all have to see each other at one another as human beings first with the same organs and the same uh, biological makeup it's just race is a social construction that has been made to keep us distracted while the powers that be are doing crazy stuff trust and believe they are hoping that these situations cause you know a a race war cause people to be on one side or the other and to hate each other for it i'm just saying we need to rise above and see this divisive tactic the social construction for what it is call it on its head and then be like we're rising above we're going to band together because we are more powerful than the top 10 of one percent that is trying to control the status quo because it works so much in their favor because they are not creating and making the wealth it's all on the backs of everyone else but they're generating and in all the income and there's an inequality in that however that's another episode but getting back to just the just the impact of this announcement out of Louisville, Kentucky today and just the blatant unaccountability for this woman's savage and brutal um, murder. There's no, uh, there's not a nice way to put it at all because the whole thing, we're not talking about anything nice and delicate. It's really truly a shame and I think a stain on the American life and culture and we need to do all that is necessary to eradicate this type of you know racialized thinking and more I mean there isn't one answer obviously and not one person is going to have some one recipe it's going to take a variety of different things but I know for certain it must take people working together people realizing our similarities and loving our differences and respecting them but seeing us as having more in common than not in common that's really it sounds so basic but that is true because you're, the, the humanity is being stripped from people. That's the way that they're able to, 
just annihilate another human being in that way and have no regard for them, no regard for the people that live around. Even if you are getting someone who is guilty, which this woman was not, like to go about it in that way and endanger all the people around, like you have to stop and think about these other people. So to me, that's that was was the swift kick in the gut with this whole uh, grand jury and just the whole announcement of that the only charge that came down was against one officer because of the other people in the building that were injured because of this. It's, it's reckless. It's just completely reckless without thought without consideration. And we have to believe that race and racialized thinking is a part of it. And that the same, that there would have been consideration and time and tactic if the person in question was a white woman and it was in a wealthy suburb in Kentucky, they would not have gone about it in the way that they did. And that's the problem. And that's what we have to eradicate and unlearn. And it will take a lot of hands on deck, but it's worth it. It's worth it in the end, I believe. But this woman was treated unfairly. The thing that really got me this morning where just the tears just fell was the part when I was listening to an excerpt of an interview on Status Quo with Jordan, who's an excellent interviewer excellent investigative journalist statuscoup.com and he had months before when other mainstream news, corporate news outlets weren't even pretending like this was something to talk about. Status Coup was out there interviewing Breonna Taylor's uh, like before Vogue did a cover story about Breonna Taylor. Jordan was out there interviewing the family, interviewing activists um, in Kentucky and has really done a wonderful job of covering this. So he was live today giving reactions to the verdict and he pulled a clip of him interviewing Breonna Taylor's aunt. And it just... (laughs) Like I said, it was a swift kick, that gulp that you feel when you're about to let the waterworks just fly. It just came when she was talking about, like, her aspirations and, you know, the fact that she was this EMT and that she was helping people. And this was at the start of COVID. And nobody... This is when it was, like, crazy. Nobody knew anything. And it was just bananas but this young woman didn't fear didn't quit stayed and kept her head in the game and had aspirations to become a nurse and they said in addition to the EMT she had another job and then had a car and then had this apartment and it just 
I mean, the tears just started flowing. And it's like I, they did not stop for a while because I, it was just not only was I weeping for her, I was just weeping for the whole nation, the whole world. Like, this is just like, ter- like, this is crazy. I was weeping because mostly this woman did what they tell you to do. Meaning, when you grow up in this country, or in the UK, or any other Western world, and you are black or brown, at some point your parents are going to have a conversation with you about how to conduct yourself if you have the fortune of having parents or parent. But if you do, most likely you have had the conversation with them when you were young and they told you about acting right and uh, how to act when uh, confronted by law enforcement, if that were to ever happen, how to act, how to just act in general, even not just with law enforcement, how you have to present yourself, how you have to speak well, how you have to have goals, how you have to get the education, how you have to have A, B, C, and D. And check all those marks. And this girl checked all the marks. You can't try to, you know, put, even though I know that they tried to smear this woman and make it seem like she was some drug mule or some type of thing. But from all accounts, it is just smear tactics and propaganda for the guilty involved to deflect their responsibility. That's all that is. But this is, it's like you already brutalized this woman literally to death and, and still you insist on trying to smear her character instead of just coming up to be like, we did not This is not good police work. We didn't do our jobs effectively. We need to take responsibility, accountability, and never do this again. That's what we need to hear. But we're hearing excuses. We're hearing finger pointing. We're seeing evidence that's not matching up. Stuff that was written on reports that all of a sudden isn't on reports. Grand juries. Uh, information that's kept secret and they're not releasing reports now like all this shady boots and it's like just back to Brianna and just having these goals and just doing what is right to be a productive member of society so doing all those things should not get you what happened to her in that way. It's just so, like, it's it's like, okay, you can't say, like, with George Floyd, oh, he had counterfeit money and he was trying to blah, blah, blah. With Eric Garner, you could say, oh, he was breaking the lawn, Lucy cigarettes and Trayvon. He was looking menacing with his hood and his Skittles and his whatever it is. In this case, like, what can you really say concretely? Like, there's so many people who are just misinformed about the facts because they listen to some corporate-sponsored media spin or they're listening to some independent news quack who doesn't know what they're talking about. But this woman wasn't guilty of anything. The 
suspect that they were looking for, she had a relationship with two years prior, according to her family members. So that's nothing to be guilty of. Everybody knows that, especially I'm speaking to my women out here, we have all had entanglements, if you will, with people who didn't deserve our time, but people were up to no good. And we had to cut them off and keep it moving. So that that's nothing of guilt to point to her. This girl had moved on, another relationship, and on the upward mobility path, like doing being a productive member of society. So we owe our citizens, regardless of their color, more than that. Even if you do suspect her of whatever, even if you do think that she's helping out, you don't know what the the situation is. What if this man, even if your ridiculous allegations (laughs) hold any water, what if this man is uh, uh, blackmailing her in some way? threatening her, threatening her family to for her to participate in this. Don't you want to try and see what's going on instead of just barging up in there like that? Like that, I, I just feel like it's not just the responsibility doesn't just lie with these officers. It's with the higher ups, the detectives or however in ranking the um, the hierarchy is but it should go up high whoever gave the clearance for the warrant and whoever said yes 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 and checked to have those dudes go out there and do what they did no knock versus what knock like whatever the whole thing just should not have happened in this brutal brutal way so this is just part one of examining where examining what happened and more importantly how we move forward but tonight seeing the responses from just people around the country just coming together to in peace but just to say that this is not right and we will not stand for it is encouraging it is however my goal is to move forward and to take this uh, action and make it actionable in economic terms and and protests and statements and I believe that when we as a community take it to that level the attention to the issues and addressing of the issues will come about come about much more quickly than we could have ever imagined so i look forward to it i believe that it's that others are also thinking in this way and already planning and strategizing so i'm looking forward to that and looking forward to our next episode so we'll catch you on the flip side